What's going on, guys and gals? This is your host, Bilal, and not Rob, uh, as I'm taking over hosting duties more than two years later for the Work Prince Gamecast, episode 41, um, or back. Uh, joining me is your former host, Rob. How's it going? I mean, it was going fine until you completely stole my line. I mean, how are you going to come back, <laughs> host the show, but still use my catchphrase? Trademark the work print dot com. Oh, oh, fair, uh, fair <laughs> enough. Uh, also joining us, uh, returning co-editor in chief, Jen. So I um I think that Rob set you up there, Bilal. He <laughs> definitely he definitely engaged in a little entrapment there. Yeah, yeah, it's fine. Go ahead, you can use this. You can use this catchphrase. Yep, definitely fine. Listen, Go ahead. what happens pre podcast? They don't need to know. Yeah, it's, I, there's, I there's no evidence of it. I fully expect Mueller to show up at my door tomorrow with a subpoena for uh, stealing Rob's line. He's got so many other things to do right now. Hey, lawyers, you never know. Yes. Um, Ow, so wow, Rob's right here. <laughs> he hasn't even left yet. Yeah, we'll see how long it takes him this time. Pern. Burn. I, I, I'm I'm literally speechless. <laughs> I love you, Rob. I'm joking. I'm joking. But it has been a while. Um, if for loyal fans out there, if you are out there, please drop us a line at editor at theworkprint.com. I don't even know if that's a real email address or not. I should make it after this. Um, yeah, the last podcast we did was back in 2016, back before. The Nintendo Switch was even a concept in anyone's eyes. It was still the Nintendo NX. Xbox One X was before it was Project a twinkle Scorpio. in Nintendo's <laughs> eyes. Well, I think Nintendo knew what was going on, but their fans had no idea. Um, yeah, Rob turned thirty. I am now thirty. Um, so Rob's just extremely old in my eyes. Uh, I mean, uh, first of all, if we're both thirty, why wouldn't you go? Rob and I turned thirty. Instead, you're like Rob turned thirty, implying that it was a while ago. Uh, Oh no! You turned thirty two years ago. I turned thirty this past year. Oh my god! What a nightmare. Oh yeah. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I know it's uh it's been rough. Um yeah, we had our fantasy draft, which we never resolved. Um, I'm pretty sure I got destroyed. You got destroyed. Uh, for those that are just tuning in for the first time, uh, we decided to have a fantasy football esque draft with video games and Metacritic scores. And I believe Jen came out winning by a one point. I think I did. I think I did win by a hair. Yeah, by a hair. And Rob, on the other hand, chose the most delayed games of 2016. Uh, Do you, how many total picks did we have? Do you remember? I think it was 10. Okay. I would have to dig up that sheet to see. It, if we had 10 picks, then at least four of mine were delayed out of 2016. <sighs> that is rough. Thank you, Forza Horizon 3, for carrying me to victory. Oh, you found the list? No, I just remember picking Forza Horizon 3, and it's scoring <laughs> really well. I remember you picked a bunch of indie games like Yomawari, and they just reviewed really well. Um, and I think a few of the sports games let me down that year. So, damn you, EA. Oh no, how terrible. So, it's, it's been a while, um, and... I don't plan on catching up on the last two years, but I do think it'd be... Uh, yeah, I just want to see what you guys have been playing as of late. Uh, Rob? 
um yeah lately and i think we'll talk about this more in depth as we go on but um lately it's been a lot of multiplayer games and um particularly battle royales that uh, doesn't sound like you rob i don't think yeah. that you have talked about that at all on this podcast no it's one of those things where at least i used to be able to balance it more uh with single player games as well but in the past actually past like six months eight months something like that um besides having my friends on also my brother has been playing more and my younger nephew and my younger nephew lives in another state and so it's a way for us to actually talk and, and spend time together and those are the kind of games he plays as well so it's been predominantly multiplayer games uh, predominantly battle royales we are fortnite your uh, Call of Duty Blackouts, and now actually uh, um, Hi-Rez's Realm Royale I've been playing lately since I got access to the alpha or beta or whatever it is right now. All Jen, right. Hmm. how about you? Um, I have not been playing Battle Royale games because they drive me crazy. Um, I have been playing uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey, Woo! working my way through that. Um, falling in love with Cassandra more and more with every passing moment. Um, and then, you know, trying to catch up on a lot of games that I didn't get to play last year. I actually just got my son a Switch for Christmas this year. So I'm really behind the times. Um, and we've been playing through Let's Go Pikachu and Breath of the Wild. So... First off, you are a good parent for getting your child Let's Go Pikachu and not Eevee. Um, so congratulations on that. I let him pick, and he picked Pikachu. If you had to choose, which one would have you picked? I probably would have picked Pikachu. Okay. I thought he was going to pick Eevee, honestly. Strong judgment calls in the Stay Rook household. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So uh, let's be honest here. What's the, what's the percentage of the Switch you're going to be playing compared to him? Uh, so, honestly, we haven't really played much of it, either of us. What? Like, it's it's kind of just sat there for the Why? last couple of weeks. We just, he, he got a lot of hands-on toys, logic puzzles, and um, different modeling kits, which he really likes, because my son's a giant nerd. And so, he's been doing, like, more crafty stuff. With his hands, that's not video games. So I, I, as a parent, I'm not going to be like, hey, didn't you want to go play that video game on the Switch? But, yeah, I mean, that doesn't sound like the worst thing. Yeah, but also <laughs> as somebody who spent a significant amount of money for him to have the Switch, I'm kind of like, I thought you wanted this. <laughs> um, and as for me, I just, I haven't really had time to sit down with it because for work, I'm always in the car and driving around back and forth and so I don't bring the switch with me and then when I want to play a game I just sit on the couch and I want to play Assassin's Creed Odyssey so we only play the switch maybe two three hours a week max like that's that's a high high-end guess still not bad I think I find the same at in my household I'll pick it up and play occasionally but you've it, had it a lot longer though yeah I've I mean I, I you would you would you know tell us that you were playing on the toilet like you were playing no, it a lot when you first ex got it excuse me I've never 
never dirtied my Switch by bringing it into a that bathroom. Is, that is untrue. <laughs> no, I have not. Listen, oh I've dirtied my Switch plenty of times. I mean, there's no, no shame in that. Oh, God. No, I just... Cell phone, yes. Switch, it's, it's just it's just too much. So, the thing about the Switch is, it is funny, uh, considering that I have all the consoles, I, I've got a PC and stuff like that, the Switch does get the least amount of play when I'm at home. Um, I will say that, like, I've taken a couple flights recently, and that's when I get those long marathon sessions in on the Switch. And then the other time is, so I actually, me and a couple partners, um, I in October I left the firm I was at, and me and a couple partners started our own firm, and we just moved into our new office uh, at the beginning of this month, and so I've been taking it with me to work, and literally if you saw a picture of my desk, it's my work laptop up, it's my tablet with like a Twitch stream going on, and me sitting there with the switch in tabletop mode just playing uh fortnite or arena valor or something else that i can play in like short bursts i find that amazing and quite appropriate knowing you yeah well i still get the work done it's yeah. all about multitasking now only if i can get my boss to let me bring in a, my switch don't you work from home a lot of the time too uh fridays mostly um the rest of the week i'm in but I still get enough hours in. Uh, I mean, like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, uh, as you mentioned earlier, like that's something I finished 100%. I did every question mark. I went to every island, uh, got every achievement in that game. Uh, so it's weird for me. Like I will just power through late nights sometimes, even during the weekdays, so like 2, 3 a.m. And if a game really grabs me, just so I can get it done. Um, but other times... I will just come maybe I'll just game for an hour or two now uh, and just watch TV with the wife. Uh, it, it, it's it's funny how my habits have changed since 2016. Uh, I don't know. I just think a lot of the media landscape has changed um, with how Netflix and Hulu have taken over. Nobody really watches TV live anymore. Um, I blame Obama for leaving. Things really changed once he left. <laughs> Do you, you think that him leaving office though changed uh, TV. Like, Netflix it and Hulu like it's Hollywood it changed it changed everything it changed I, everything. I mean Twitter became so much worse it's all it's all his fault why Curse did he you have Obama. To <laughs> so Bilal let me ask you something yeah so it's been two years since mm-hmm. we did this podcast and I I could have sworn when I left the last time <laughs> that I said you guys better not let the podcast die. Oh, we didn't. And that you guys would continue to record episodes. There was one episode recorded. We did, we did continue to record, just did not continue to edit. Yeah. Okay. So, because so, I never saw another episode after the one I was on. So, there was an episode done on March 1st, 2017. It was me, Jen, and NG. Um,. We talked about a lot, uh, but then when it came down to editing, I got really, really lazy. Yeah, it's not easy. Turns out editing, right? Yeah, no. Um, yeah, I give both yeah. you praise for doing it back yeah. in the past. I really took it. Uh, I really took it for granted. So I so, apologize for that. So let me ask you, right? Yeah. Because you know this is something that you brought up 
recently us doing this again what what's the plan going forward what's the plan with this podcast what, what's going on with so, podcasts in general so the site as i was joking earlier a lot of stuff with pretty much since obama left presidency trump got elected president i just think i I'm not sure if there's a correlation but you used to be able to go on twitter have conversations with people be able to share your work and stuff but twitter's has become this political um, nightmare not for me well uh, in my Two years day. ago i could not go onto twitter and share my opinion no for, okay for me personally, okay if you were a man yeah, you could yes. go onto twitter and share your opinion okay go on yes yes if you're a man you go on twitter and share your opinion uh, very easily i could have conversations with people uh but since then the amount of tv the amount of movies uh, has just multiplied. The amount of games that come out on a weekly basis as well is it's overwhelming, and I just feel like I'm just, everything got lost in this giant void. It becomes hard to cover stuff. Before we were covering TV shows on a weekly basis. Um, now it's much harder to cover something on a weekly basis, and most of the time you don't even want to uh, even cover something that long because. It, for, to me now, watching a show week to week just doesn't feel right. I had been spoiled with Netflix just dropping shows week to week. So what I've been thinking of with the work print as of late is doing podcasts. Uh, we tend to get screeners for stuff. People tend to binge watch series over time. And just being able to talk about games, movies, shows, maybe in shorter uh, shorter length episodes, maybe we don't need to go two hours for a gaming podcast like we did in the past, maybe we can keep it much shorter than that, uh, but I just want to be able to talk about things, be able to unwind, uh, I just think it's a direction I want to head in, and just kind of explore more going into 2019. I mean, that sounds good to me, man. I, honestly, it's gotten to a point where you talk about you know not watching tv week to week i I don't even go on and and read very many articles on websites anymore yeah you know same um i mean i have my aggregate um that i use to get all the articles and mostly it's just scrolling through headlines and then maybe i'll pop into one for the most part it's all podcasts for me it's all podcasts or uh, youtube shows stuff like that or I mean, n- not even not necessarily for video game coverage, but just for content, you know, Twitch. So I mean, I think it's a good move to just go towards podcasts. And I don't know, as much as I enjoy writing, and I do enjoy writing, I enjoy this way more. So it becomes uh, much well, easier. Well, you have the voice for this, Rob. So uh, of course thanks. you would thanks. enjoy it. Yeah. yeah, and like the other thing is, like you, we all work, we all have our personal lives, and I always made this a point of the work print. Um, we never really paid. Uh, it's just been people that love doing what they do in terms of writing. And when you come home from work and you sit down and you write something, that's a lot of time. It takes a lot of time and energy to do that. And maybe we're just older now. I don't have that time or energy. Yeah. I haven't had it for a few years now, but I don't mind guiding people that do have it. Um, so maybe instead, like if somebody doesn't want to come home and write something, but they do want to talk about it, we have something else we can do instead. So that's that's what I want to do in 2019. So if you're tired of writing and you just want to talk, you want to unwind, I find this to be more therapeutic than writing. <laughs> okay, so uh, then it's safe to assume that besides continuing with 
the games cast that you will be doing some other spin-off podcasts like yes tv so movie this in a few days i will be sitting down with uh nicole and christian uh writers for the sites uh, nicole's been a longtime editor uh and we're going to be talking about uh deadly class which is a new uh sci-fi series based off of a graphic novel uh i can't tell if it's a graphic novel or if it's a comic series because um, they kind of go on and off uh but it's fantastic. Uh, we're all really excited about it. It starts next week, so we want to get a uh, episode up for that. We might be doing episode weekly podcast episodes for that series, and then next week we will also be recording for S- Nicole and I. At this point, we'll be talking about season four of The Magicians, which also starts next week. Okay, right, cool. Back to games. <laughs> uh, yeah, now back to games after spending all that time catching up. Um, so, I don't really want to delve into news too much. There hasn't been too much news to kick off the year anyway. I mean, Activision and Bungie have split up as of today. We'll see where that goes. Um, I don't know How long you do you think it's going to take Epic to... Uh, uh, Destiny you know, 3 is on Epic Store. I'm is it... it now. Is it? I, I think that's going to happen. I think Epic is going to drop some money to get them onto their platform. So I think... Okay, let's just quickly touch upon this. So I, I actually have some thoughts. I think a few things will happen. I think PlayStation will lose the exclusivity deal they have on those random strikes or weapons. I think Destiny will become something closer to Fortnite in the future. If whatever their next expansion or if it's Destiny 3 that they put out... I expect them to start rolling out maybe like weekly or bi-weekly updates that add content to the game regularly. Um, I think under Activision they were more pressured to have annual releases and that doesn't always work as well, especially with the expansion pass model. I think they've really changed it this past year. But um, Rob, I think you want to say something? Yeah, no, no, no. I mean, you actually just touched on it. Uh, it, I mean, they're going that way already right with their annual pass it is that they want to add smaller but more consistent content and that is similar to kind of what fortnite does yeah fortnite has their big season where they change the map semi-significantly each season but throughout that season there are these little storylines and little through threads and little mysteries and stuff like that going on with the map and and the the lore that isn't expressly spelled out but they keep it they keep changing, whether it's adding weapons, removing weapons, um, altering weapons. They keep it fresh that way. And I, I do think that a game like Destiny that is this, you know, they used to call it games of service or ongoing game, whatever you want to call it, would benefit from something like that. And I do believe that they don't need some giant publisher to pull that off. I mean, I think they're better suited not having anybody pressure them to do something like that. Yeah, and I tried jumping back into Forsaken uh, at the what tail end of last year, and one none of you guys were there with me, so I was really hoping you guys would be there. But like without the friend motivation, there was just so much that has changed over those first two expansions that I just felt lost. I felt overwhelmed, and it was hard for me to even do many of the missions and I don't even think I completed the main storyline for it even though I've heard fantastic things maybe I think in a, in a few weeks however this however 
Destiny 2 evolves, maybe I'll jump back in. Um, but I'm really looking forward to what they have planned for the future, especially if they uh, decide to go ahead and release a Destiny 3 for uh, new consoles. I just wish the one thing they do do is take a book out of Epic's page with Fortnite and have uh, your character cross and your progress just cross between all platforms because I would love to be playing Destiny 2 on PC but I, I don't want to restart the entire game and do everything I've done again. You want to hear something funny about Destiny 2 in particular? So I haven't played that game probably since we beat their initial raid and I've had no interest in beating it. I've heard nothing but good things about Forsaken and the changes it makes and all of it sounds interesting and yet I still have no interest in playing that game and yet because of promotions that were going on at the tail end of last year I now own multiple copies of Destiny 2 physically (laughs) because they were just giving that game away with certain purchases from Best Buy. It was absolute insanity. That's how they get you. Jen, any words of wisdom for Destiny? Uh, I have not played Destiny 2. Um, it des- The first Destiny did not grip me. It was... I think I played it for maybe 10 hours and gave up on it. So I didn't put anything into Destiny 2. And it just seems like... I just don't think it's my thing. What if I told you that Destiny 2 was destiny one but with the number two at the end yeah now you know sold? i think you've you've made that argument and you said that before um did i say it two years ago <laughs> i don't think you said it two years ago i think you've said it in the group chat mm. but it's still it just it, there are other games that i can play that entice me way more right. and knowing that most people now have moved on from destiny 2 like i think they gave out a free copy of destiny 2 on uh, blizzard.net and oh, they did. the yeah, guys yeah. that that I play games with m- most days, we all downloaded it and we played it and we booted up, booted it up for half an hour. And I was like, mm, I don't care. It, yeah. I was like, ah, I'm just gonna go play Overwatch instead. That's fair. So, yep. So, as we stroll down memory lane of games, uh, one of the topics I did want to touch upon for this episode were. We really didn't do a, ga- a game of the year for 2018 on the site, uh, or North 17, but I just kind of wanted to quickly touch upon like your favorite games from 2018. Um, we don't need to make a list for the three of us of what wins or anything, yeah. but yeah, just your I, favorite moments. So I think, I mean, I have that, I have the list of like releases, at least the bigger releases. Obviously, this list doesn't contain a lot of the small releases um that were that were released on on pc the shovelware etc stuff like that some of the some of the indies um i think it might be cool if we just go through month by month um and quickly touch upon them if we all have that list up yeah I'm yeah i have that list up okay I, I i mean so we're looking before we actually go into the month of january there is one game that came out in 2017 that i do want to shout out and and talk about because i i feel like it's a game everybody who enjoys game every everybody who calls themselves a gamer and has even a half decent pc um should play it and should not judge it by its cover and should also not look into it at all just going completely blind um and that is uh doki doki literature club oh my god that freaking game that game is 
one of my favorite games uh, like period all of all time it's not even that long of a game i had my i don't even want to go into why it's my, one of my favorite games i had my nephew my older nephew is 18 and the one i play games with the most is 16 and the 18 year old just built this really nice um gaming pc and so i told the 16 year old to talk to his older brother and to let him play this game he took a look at some of the screenshots and the store page and was like uh i'll pass i told him that if he played it and it's free so everybody should there's no reason not to if he played it and he played it to completion and at the end he told me that he did not like it that i would buy him a four terabyte external hard drive for his xbox wow whoa so he played it and he loved it and so now he got the experience i got and no four terabyte (laughs) external (laughs) hard drive because i'm a man of my word you love it you're not getting it so um but yeah so okay so we want to just go into well it's crazy to me that you like that game so much and and he really was like preaching the good word yeah (laughs) of this game to all of us and it's crazy to me that you like this game so much but you didn't really like undertale and i know that they're they're different but don't don't get it twisted i enjoyed undertale Bilal is the undertale hater oh i still stand by it now don't get me wrong i didn't love undertale as much as i loved doki doki yeah but i think undertale is fantastic i think it's also a game that most people should play yeah um i actually have been thinking about going back to undertale and seeing if i can do a full pessimist run uh which i didn't even think was possible i tried to do a a full pessimist run but i didn't realize you can get past that first uh we'll call it first we'll call it an encounter first battle yeah we'll call it a battle I didn't realize you could get past that in a pessimist way. In a pacifist. I see okay. pacifist. Yeah, I'm a pacifist. I was, Thanks. I was like, wait, yeah. what? <laughs> you can jump in at any time. You're the host. Uh, pacifist uh, run. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah. And uh, I think me and Jen talked about this a while back. Just getting past that first battle in Undertale for a pacifist run requires a really, really... Uh, I'm just shocked people figured it out uh, because it's a lot of repetition that I wouldn't have bothered to try. It's not repetition. What's it it's, not? No, I, like, I mean, se- you have to... 17 times. You have to backtrack. I think we're getting a little picky okay. on the definition of repetitive and, okay. and backtracking and, and what is yeah. what. But anyway, like not to derail this because we do probably should keep it moving, but I did want to give that game a shout out because I truly believe that it is, if you know nothing about it, and you actually give it to the very end that it is something special. Yeah, and uh, I started it with Maliha, and then we meant to get back to it, but we never did. So I think I might just what? come back to. How it. did you yeah. start it and not finish it? So, so I, I, I will say that until until that game, I think there there gets a point where that game becomes endearing, and you actually start caring about the characters, and it stops becoming this like cliche. Mm-hmm. Um, and it doesn't on purpose. Um, and if you don't get to that point, then I think it's really easy to just fall off on it early. Yeah. So what happened was we named the main character Maliha, and okay, that, we didn't. That's a yeah, yeah. That's and a we didn't realize the protagonist was going to be a male, so it yes. just kind of th- that made it weird from the get go. Plus, it wasn't voice acted, so it was just the two of us looking at a screen trying to read um, side by side. And you know, after a few minutes, it was, she was kind of like, "I'm kind of bored. I'd rather watch TV." So I was like, "I'm not going to push her into this." So. so that is like i said i understand that 
completely, which is why I made that condition for my nephew that he had to play it to completion before he could say anything about it. He could even talk about it. And so I, I really think you'll play it. You'll get to a point where the first like real event happens and you won't be able to stop after that. All right. How long was this? Uh, three and a half hours. I did it in one sitting. All right, not bad. I'll check that out before. Yeah, our next I think one. I think I think that event that he's talking about happens around an hour and maybe an hour and a half. Yeah, yeah, because it starts moving much faster after yeah. that event. I would say probably an hour and a half. Yeah. Okay, I'll check that out. All right, so let's uh, move on to this list of 2018 games. Rob, you want to take us through? I mean, I, I, I don't even have to... We don't have to go through all of it. I don't yeah. think... I, I will point out... So, we're say, we're looking at the list. We're in the month of January. Um, just to point out... The, I'll, I'll point out games and then we can talk about it. That And then if I miss anything that you guys want to bring up. Um, but the first one that I will say that uh, I want to mention is that I enjoyed... I've, I'm enjoying now, actually, is Celeste. I love Celeste. So, I only recently started playing it because it's actually free right now on Xbox One with Games with Gold. Oh, and really? Yes. Yep. And I, I'm on the third chapter, I want to say, third or fourth chapter, something like that. And already I'm in love with this game. Um, I love platformers as is. I also love ones that have this dashing to get to places mechanic. It reminds me, although this is, it reminds me kind of like a mix between Super Meat Boy and say Ori in the Blind Forest. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have necessarily that Metroidvania, although it does have a little bit uh, that Ori in the Blind Forest have. Um, but it's also not as brutally hard as say a, a Meat Boy is. You do die fairly often, but it's just not at that clip. And everything about it. I mean, the art, the the way it handles and controls, the fact that the platforming has slight puzzle elements to it, trying to figure out how to get to where you need to get. Um, it was one of those things where even I took a day off, I came back or two days off, I come back and I was stuck and I was like, what, what am I doing wrong? And I completely forgot that you could hang on to walls (laughs) and that's all it was that was causing me to not get past this part. And I just, and once the ones I remembered, I was like, oh yeah, of course this, this game is beautifully designed. Of course they wouldn't make it as difficult as I'm making it out to be like as obtuse as I seem to be trying to make it. Um, it's, I, so far, I, I like I said, I haven't beat it yet. I am going to beat it for sure, and so f- I love it so far. Yeah, uh, so I picked it up on the Switch when it came out, and I think I played till around level 6, and I just... Some of the later levels, uh, the, I wasn't a big fan of the design, and I think uh, World 6 or Level 6, whatever you want to call it, was one of the spots where I just got stuck because I kept missing the door I needed to go through. Um, and I eventually just jumped on YouTube and, uh, looked at what I was doing wrong. Once I figured that out, I was able to beat this game last week. But even when I picked up this game after, like, nearly a year of not touching it, I I just, it was like, I just slipped right back on, like, riding a bike. Um, a fantastic story. Wow, you hear how he called you out like that, Rob? Like, you left it for a day and you forgot the mechanics, but Bilal left it for a year and it was like riding a bike. Yeah. 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 That's okay. (laughs) He's, I mean, he's a much better gamer than me. Whenever we play together, he's always the one carrying the team. Yeah, especially uh, the next game we're going to be talking about. But, um, <laughs> but uh, one thing more I want to say about Celeste is the story takes a great turn uh, and explores um, uh, a lot of 
Mm, I'm trying to think of the right word. Yeah, please, please don't. I mean, I know I, a little I, bit I, yeah. of what it delves into, well, but well, I, well, I've tried to avoid as much as I can. But it, ex- so. it expands on the characters and like the journey that you're taking and like why yeah. you're taking this journey in a really beautiful way. And I think uh, it, I didn't come to Celeste for this, but I was glad I got to experience this along the journey. So just a, a quick thought. Um, are we going to go through all of the games that we talk about from 2018 like this? Because we are not going to get to our actual topic. No, 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 no. I, okay. I mean, I, I think I think uh, the next couple, at least in January, I can go through fast. Um, obviously, uh, Celeste is just something, like I said, I, I, I've been loving it so far, and it is fresh in my mind, and yeah. that's why I have so many thoughts on it. Um, but, the, I mean, the next game I would point out is a Dragon Ball Fighter Z. I think 2018 was actually the year of fighters. I think we'll go through this list, and there'll be a lot of fighting games that I point out. I really like fighting games. I'm terrible at them. Or actually... It turns out that I'm aggressively average. I thought I was terrible until last night when I played Bilal in um, oh. a couple matches of Dragon Ball Fighter Z. Yeah. And it turns out that actually he's terrible. I'm just very okay. I've always been terrible at fighting games, but there's something about Dragon Ball Fighter Z where I'll just load up the game, I'll play like a match or two uh, in story mode, and I'll I'll turn it off. It, it's just great. It looks great. It's beautiful. It's drag everything I want from a Dragon Ball fighting game. Yeah, it's fast, it's fun, it's fairly easy to pick up. Um, I think it's great. Jen, have you played any <laughs> Dragon Ball Fighter Z? No, I don't play fighting games. Are you kidding? Right. So I'll just keep moving. I'll, I'll just wait for you to jump in when, when there's actually a game you... Uh-huh. So uh, Monster Hunter World, real quick. I normally did not get into Monster Hunter previously. I picked up this game because it, it looked at least like they were making some things to make it more accessible. They absolutely have. I still think that this game is is fun. I think this game is rewarding. I think this game is beautiful. I think this game shoots itself in the foot with a lot of things. I think it's made a lot of steps to be more accessible for for a, a wider audience. But I still think that the the stuff they do with co-op and the and how you actually do co-op in the campaign is idiotic. I I mean I think it's a, a great game. If anybody's actually on the fence about it, they should just go ahead and do it. Um, but I I do think it was good. I I had problems with this though. Yeah, um, so to quickly touch upon Monster Hunter World, uh, agree with pretty much everything you said. I mostly played this game solo, but when I got towards the late game, I ended up joining groups of just random groups in the community, and I never really ever do this anymore. Uh, and I found some great people, uh, made some good friends along the way with this. Uh, gameplay can get a bit repetitious, but the world they made, the way the monsters interact with each other, I freaking love this game. I poured almost 100 hours into it, and I cannot wait for the expansion at the end of this year. Yeah, I, it is a game that I do want to get back to. I just need to get over the hump of actually finishing the campaign and then just treating it as something where we go in, we do a hunt, we get out. You know, just a quick, like, bite-sized thing. Yo, just let me know. I yeah. I, I beat this game, so yeah. I'll help you out. <laughs> All right, sounds good. So I, I'm looking at the list for February. I don't have anything on here that stands out for me. I don't know about you guys. Um, I think Owlboy was a kind of fun, cute little platformer with a really uplifting story but so i i've been wanting to get to that but technically it was already out on pc was it not yes and previously yeah okay um yeah that is what i want to get to i mean i love platformers um i just haven't gotten into it yet how did you actually beat it i didn't beat it i haven't beat okay. it yet um okay. i set it aside and then i haven't gone back to it <laughs> um but i i liked it um I mean, and the same is the same is true for Bleed Two, which I really like. 
I don't think there's anything on here that, for me, for February was new, new. Yeah. So. Right. So I th- I picked the Bayonetta one for the Switch, and I did not know that was the wrong one to get. Apparently, Bayonetta two was the really good one. Uh, that fixes a lot of the issues with Bayonetta one. But so did you buy it digitally or physically? Digital. So you know, if you bought bayonetta 2 physically it came with bayonetta 1 a download code for it yeah but i think the cost still averages it out the mm. same so i okay. was like i'll play through the first so i know i understand the lore turns out i really don't need to know the lore no it's it's funny because i did the same thing i had already beat and played bayonetta 1 um but i played it again on the switch because i wanted to play 2 and i did not play 2 on the wii u when i had the wii u and i had forgotten just how batshit insane <laughs> that game is and it's and whatever lore it has bayonetta 2 is i i still love bayonetta 1 bayonetta 2 is a, a significantly better game okay um so I, w- I mean i would still give that a chance if you like that style of game but um okay so moving into march though i would say uh sea of thieves sea of thieves is one of those games that i really did enjoy my time with it i still go back here and there it just needs something else. Uh, mm. a part of me wishes that they had made this game and either raise the cap on... I. You know what? I wish that either they had like an actual single-player campaign with the same mechanics they have in this game and it was just your friends in an isolated seed, right? Mm-hmm. Um, or that they allowed you to have private servers where you could have more than just your three shipmates you could have 12 people in it 16 people in it whatever it is and it could just be your friends or it could just be you know, password protected and you could have a a group or or you know xbox has those clubs or whatever i i i don't like the interacting with strangers part of that game because it just ends up being people griefing you and you doing you spending an hour and 20 minutes and then getting into this prolonged fight with another ship where they're just respawning and coming back or you're respawning and coming back and it, just to amount for 150 gold, right? Yeah. So I think yeah, they, so they fixed that in a later patch, the griefing with... It's, yeah. So they changed the way it spawns, but it's still, it still isn't fixed. Oh. Yeah, I wish, that the, I wish that the creators of this game had played literally any online game to realize that gamers in an online setting like this are terrible people. You know what it is? It's literally, or not literally, it reminds me a lot of, say, like, a Rust. Yes. Or a, where people just are out to grief and will just grief. Like, it's, that's all yeah, that's, they'll do. That's, that's their entertainment, is now, to make life miserable for other people. I, I, will, I will say, when everything goes right in this game, when it does what it actually wants to happen when it gives the players the experience that they promised on their e3 stages stuff like that it is unlike anything else i've ever experienced um i actually had an experience that ended up getting written into an article on kotaku um randomly and it was absolutely unbelievable where we had been out we had gotten into a long exchange fight we had taken down one ship just to be third party by another ship. We end up going into a storm to try to avoid them. We avoid them. We're literally spitting distance from an island and our ship stops. With all the treasure on it that we had gained, the ship stops. And then 
my friends are like, what's going on? And I, I, I kid you not, I say out loud, oh no, not like this. And then the Kraken appears and starts to destroy our ship. So we just have to jump off or whatever we can carry and take it to shore to turn in and then try to swim back. And it was amazing. But there's just not enough of that. And I think if they had either, like I said, made it so that you could have a private server or just done an actual campaign with those randomly generated elements it, it it could have been something more than what it is yeah i mean and they have events and stuff that they have been doing for the game which are they're okay they're they're neat enough there are some that are cooler than others but yeah for me i really wanted to play this game with my kid because he was really excited to play this game Same and there is nothing more heartbreaking than trying to play this game with my kid who's so excited to be on a pirate ship and then to explain to him that these people who keep following us and stealing all of our stuff are just terrible people on the other side of the internet and that game is the reason why he's not allowed to play games online anymore i mean like he wasn't really before he always had to play with me in some fashion but i got so frustrated with this for him that i uninstalled the game I, I could not handle it, and it. I, I bought this game at launch. I was excited yeah. for this game. All of my friends bought this game. Yeah. And that was the response to it. It was it was just, it was frustrating. I still it. think that they have something there. I just think it needs to be. I just think they molded need a progression better. system of some sure. kind. I, I sure. just think it needs to be Destiny. I need a light level. <laughs> Give me gear to get. Oh my god! You're <laughs> an upgrade. A um. But you know what? I will say this thing that Microsoft did right. I'm so glad this game launched on Game Pass. Yeah, so I, at some point at the end of this, I want to talk about Game Pass. But for now, let's let's just try to keep yeah. moving. So $60 I, saved. But I do like what I see out of Sea of Thieves and all the updates they're doing. So maybe some point in 2019, it might be something I'm interested in getting back into. Yeah. Um, um, there's one on yeah, the list that we missed uh, or we kind of skipped by uh, Kirby Star Allies I also want to kind of pair this with Nino Kuni to Revenant Kingdom uh, both games I can describe as super easy uh, Kirby Star Allies for the Switch was just like a baby's first platformer in my opinion nothing against the Kirby series but it was not challenging and I just found it like mind numbingly easy um, and there's just no entertainment value in just holding the right button and jumping whenever I needed to. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, charming, fresh, uh, it was fairly easy, and I didn't beat it, but I kind of got, uh, drifted away, uh, playing Fortnite for most of the early part of the year, but, um, there's something to it if you're looking for, like, a nice, relaxing RPG. Uh, that's pretty much it for those two. Anything else in March that either of you guys had? I mean, Far Cry 5 is on there, but I just didn't, I, it didn't click with mm, yeah, me, Yeah, no, so. thank you. I, I uh, bought it. I didn't uh, take it out of the wrap, saran wrap. And I ended up returning it because I just didn't have time for it. Yeah. Oh, hey, okay. you're kidnapped. Oh, you just got you just escaped again. Oh, you're kidnapped again. Oh, you escaped again. Yeah. Yay. Uh, yeah. Um, so moving into April, I think April is where we get our, in my opinion, our first like really big heavy hitter. Nintendo and arg- Labo. <laughs> <laughs> and arguably my, my game of the year. Um, and that is God of War. Did both of you, either of you, play it? So I, I, I still don't have a PS4. Okay. Damn, we need to get you a PS4. I um, know. Uh, so I played it. Uh, so this actually came out right before my trip to Japan. So I mm-hmm. got like two days of maybe like 
four to five hours of playing into it, and then I had to take a break uh, for my trip, and then I came back, and uh, I think I played a bit more. I ended up finishing it around September. Okay, so I got it at launch. I actually traded in the PS4 I had, the launch PS4 I had, to get a PS4 Pro, and I got the God of War bundle, the one that has the runes on it, and it's the silver. It's actually, like, a really nice-looking... Uh, one of those you know one of those uh mm-hmm. limited edition ps4 i got the ps4 pro i man i loved this game like i'm i'm not one of those people who did every side story and 100 percented it i did wander off and get into side stories i think the side stories are very very good i think all the content in the games is very very good it's very very smart but just speaking on the main story the main campaign and I also think I'm just a sucker for anything that involves a parent and a child when it comes to story. I I love this game. I mean, I thought it was absolutely fantastic. I like I liked God of War games before in spite of what they were. And but this is the first time I would say that the God of War is you know, sometimes games can be art and I think that this is just as good as as a lot of books that I've loved in my in my life. I really really like this game. So when I was playing it, and I was like, "Oh man, I know Rob's gonna love this—the father-son journey." Uh, I, like, and I think that's what I really enjoyed. I don't think the overall story really did it for me because it, it just felt like they were teasing this big epic reveal at the end, and I don't know if it completely delivered on that. But from a perspective of father and son, uh, I think the game really touched upon. Uh, something i like i had an emotional response during some of those scenes so uh uh not my game of the year but it's definitely on my top 10 list okay um i've got nothing else in that month anything you guys have nothing for april uh, after yep. that nothing for me okay so going into um may there is one game i would like to point out and it's actually not because I thought it was very good, but because it's one of the games that I completed to completion and was most disappointed. Oh boy! And I, just I'm so did excited. not did not care for at all. And it's a shame because I think it has some really good performances in it, and I think it's a really good looking game. But Detroit Become Human is absolute trash. Oh, I honestly thought you were going to say State of Decay 2. Oh, no. Oh, so no, State I De- have some words for State of Decay 2. Let's <laughs> so get into sta- that later. So, State of, uh, we'll get to State of Decay 2, but um, my, my, my beef is with Detroit Become Human. I mean, listen, David Cage and Quantic Dream has never been subtle in, in their messaging and their games, and I think that he thinks he's being... or. I actually, I he gets the attention because he's the the figurehead of the studio. I think uh, I will go. I won't even pin all the blame on him. I will say they think that they are being clever and they think that they are being sincere or they're being like their messages are heavy and all it is is heavy-handed and absolutely like tone deaf. I mean, this game isn't even clever. It's not unique. I mean, the idea that androids or AI are become sentient in a way and, be- and start to feel and stuff like that is a common sci-fi trope that has been done over and over again it's been done better and then this game even goes so far as to paint these androids as the whole reason they were developed were to basically be 
serve like butlers and to take the jobs that we don't want to take and or that we don't want to do and just become more efficient versions of us yet under the guise of they still work for us so one of the games you're playing as you play as the you know uh, jesse williams uh character i can't remember his name actually in the game but uh and he does a great job performance wise i will say but he plays an android he's an african-american android right because for whatever reason these human these androids are humanoid and they do have different races and the android he goes picks up a package for his owner and then goes to get on the bus and there's a designated section for the androids on that bus and it's separated (laughs) it's separated from the humans any guess as to where that designated section is on the bus is it in the back oh it's the back of the bus he gets on the back of the bus and that's what i'm saying it's that's that's what it is and it's like that over and over and over again not is it like watching uh netflix's bright that <laughs> heavy-handed is, metaphor it's an, i had a lot more fun with bright than i did with detroit but yeah there is some similarities and it's not just the race thing it's also this there's because you play as multiple characters it's also this like oh you play as this one officer and it's the whole trope of like oh is he going to be loyal to the company right or is he going to do what's right it's it's that whole it's stuff we've seen over and over again and it's not even done well it's not done clever there's nothing surprising at all in this game and it i if it wasn't fairly short i would have stopped playing it in in, in protest it's not even like oh my gosh it's it's so frustrating it's it's when people say that they like this game and this is going to sound... I know how it's going to sound. It, I, I'm not proud of this. But when people say that they like this game, I honestly, part of me thinks less of that person. And that's not fair to them. But I just... I don't understand. I don't understand. Especially, like... I like video games as being an escape from stuff that's going on in the world. And considering everything that is going on with, with the world, if... If somehow you, you can play this game and not see some of the issues with it, I, I think there's something wrong. Well, I think that, that must be nice then, right? Yeah, like I mean, I guess. Like you can just right. ignore the issues that are prevalent through right. the game. And that's not, listen, that's really, I, I, I know how I sound. That's not to say, if you like the game, you like the game, whatever. We all have different tastes, you know? Um, this is just my opinion. He's that's just all. still going to think less of you. <laughs> Uh, anyway, State of Decay 2. So you guys uh, angry about State of Decay 2? So I played it for about an hour on the Xbox One X, and it ran yeah. like shit. And I was oh, like, yeah, it's janky. Oh, I, was it's like, janky. I was like, oh, no, and I just deleted it because I didn't want to deal with... You have an Xbox One X. That thing's powerful as hell. Why is it running like shit? So is that all you played to State of Decay 2? Yeah. Okay. I just yeah. I played it for a lot longer. I beat it. Well, I guess beat it in terms of I finished the main one story. Of the areas, yeah, one right? of the area or whatever. Yeah. yeah. Um Oh my god, this game. And it has such potential to be awesome, but it's full of just little annoying pieces of bullshit that just are unnecessary throughout the game. And I actually 
within the last couple of months, I actually wrote a piece on the work print about State of Decay 2, and I was not nice. I was very frustrated by this game because it is the kind of game that I like to play with people. And on top of all of the performance issues like Bilal had, I I just could not have fun with it. Like, it felt like a chore to play this game. And so, the going and defeating the plague hearts, it was supposed to get more challenging, but it it didn't like it was just a samey. meat bag. Like yeah. it just the HP would just go up and like okay now right. now there's like four more zombies I guess. Um, I I wanted this game to be more and it wasn't. Yeah no I mean I I agree 100. percent I had probably a little more fun than it sounds like either of you did, two did with it and I still actually want to go back to it. I kind of came to terms right away with the jank. It was just going to be like, hey, this is going to be a, a buggy mess. And hopefully when it is buggy, it's funny. And I found that more often than not when it was buggy and janky, it it was funny. Uh, especially with like some of the collision detection with the cars. And the cars getting sent flying out of nowhere. And I, But I, I haven't played as much as Jen, so I can't speak to the fact of getting frustrated with the actual combat with the play cards and stuff like that but i totally understand what both you guys are saying i mean look like i said i want to talk about game pass some more later but if you have game pass you there's no reason not to just go ahead and give it a try yeah and that's why i gave it a try (laughs) um so i mean it was it was funny at the end when i was going through and beating the first area and my character the one that I chose as leader is like standing up and giving this great empowering speech about moving on as humans and in the middle of that over the radio you hear somebody telling me that I'm a piece of shit because I've left them to die I mean you did leave them to I die. did leave them to die but you know maybe work for yourself a little bit like we're not just yeah. gonna, we're just not just here to give out handouts you know so yeah but uh, it's just one of those little quirks of the game that really didn't feel tested. Um, so, moving into June, uh, I'd oh, like... No, 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 wait, 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 wait. Oh, you have one more? Sorry. Uh, I feel like there's a super gen game on here. And Moonlighter? Yes. Oh, I, that's supposed to be good. I friggin' love Moonlighter. Moonlighter is one of my favorite games of the year. I had a blast playing Moonlighter. It's not that challenging. Like, once you get an hour or so into it, you're not really going to work hard for it. But it's so... It's so unique. And, um... You play as a shopkeeper, right? You play as a shopkeeper, and at night, you go into the dungeons to get the materials that you sell in your shop. And so you have to kind of guess what you should sell different items for, what their rarity is, and... It's a really good palette cleanser video game where you don't have to think too hard. The graphics are cute. There's just a lot of like neat mechanics to it that that I love seeing in indie games. I had a lot of fun playing Moonlighter. I have to give that th- th- a shot when I yeah. get through my massive backlog. That's on my list. Okay, anything else in May? I picked up Dark Souls uh, Remastered. Uh, I don't know why I keep doing this to myself. I suck at these games. Yeah, I keep getting them. <laughs> That's about it. Here, I don't understand you. I really don't. So, June, uh, I'm going to give a, just a quick shout-out to uh, a couple of games here because June is actually, like, pretty packed. Um, yeah. So, I will say 
blaze blue cross tag battle i'm a big ruby fan um although i think i'm a season behind so seeing them along with persona i was in a fighting game i was like yeah absolutely did i know um, that you were a big ruby fan uh actually i don't know i might have actually started getting into it after i was gonna uh, say just, i feel like yeah. that's new information we should talk yeah. more about this later absolutely a hundred percent i think i can um, get into ruby but oh you you definitely should once you get past how the animation of it actually looks for the first couple seasons yeah the first and season's rough for the animation yes um it, it, uh, it's it's so so very good and the voice acting is absolutely fantastic um i blaze blue cross tag battle like i said this is the year of fighting games uh has a lot in common with dragon ball fighter z in its fighting system it's very uh user-friendly easy to pick up hard to master we'll say and it also has an auto combo system, which makes things a lot of fun. I, I really like it. If you like fighting games, especially 2D, fairly technical, but still anybody could play, I, I would recommend it. Uh, I played Onrush, especially because it came to Xbox Game Pass. That is a lot of fun. Reminds me a little bit about uh, of Burnout. It's nice to have a racing game that's competitive, that the objective isn't necessarily to be the first one across the finish line. It's more of a fast-paced demo derby than anything else um i've been i lost that's on my uh to try list on games pass so i'm looking forward to that the other one i want to mention is mario tennis aces i it came at just the perfect time i was able to pick it up and then i had a bachelor party about a, a week later and we all brought our switches and so we were all playing on in the airport waiting for the flight uh we were playing as soon as we landed whenever we had some free time we were sitting around at night playing and stuff like that in our airbnb i i really like it i like some of the depth that it has to it i still wish that nintendo would fix their online and that things were just as smooth as it is on the the other consoles um but i do think that if you are a fan of mario tennis aces that you you should give this one a shot and for me, the that's it in the month of June. Is there any that I missed that you guys want to... So there's a few on here uh, that okay. I really want to touch upon. Uh, Sushi Striker, the way this... <laughs> Sushido uh, for Switch and 3DS. Uh, there's a Switch demo out if you haven't tried this game. It's basically like a um, match three type uh, game, but as touchscreen controls. Um, and uh, c- you, know, you can use touchscreen, which I recommend. But uh, what really makes this game shine is... Uh, it has these cutscenes which f- make it feel like the golden age of like Nickelodeon cartoons. Uh, I felt like I was just watching a cartoon episode as a story and unfolded uh, about the Great Sushi War and how sushi is banned in this country. Um, so it's uh, I r- highly recommend it. If you got a Switch or a 3DS, check out the demo. Um, Fortnite Switch came out this month as well, and I don't know where else I can fit this in, but Fortnite was a game. It, it came out in 2017, the Battle Royale mode, but this was a game that ate up majority of my hours for the first half of this year. Um, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, yeah. I'm in the same boat. The yeah. only reason I didn't mention it is because it, technically Fortnite has been out for a long time, even though if we were saying, Hey, what's the game you played the most this year? It's that game. Yeah. Uh, so I just want to give that a quick shout out. And hollow Knight is another game that came out in 2017, but in 2018, it made its way to the switch. Um, I have, I'm nearly, done with this game i met 106 percent uh to get the true ending you need 107 so i have one thing left to do before the final boss it is fantastic uh it's it's like a mix between the metroidvania and a dark souls uh but i wouldn't say is it's as super hardcore as a dark souls I'll definitely give it a shot it plays beautifully on the switch um 
And then, other than that, I recently picked up Yis 8, Lacrimosa of Donna. One of the weirdest titles I've ever seen for a video game. It's an action RPG. Resolution drops on handheld mode for the Switch, but it plays smoothly after a bunch of patches, apparently, that came out for it. Uh, if you're looking for a solid action RPG, I highly recommend it. I put 10 hours into it this past week. Okay, what about you, Jenna? Anything in June that we haven't talked about? Um, just really quick. The Awesome Adventures of Captain Spirit. Uh, it's um by the same people who made uh, Life is Strange. And it's actually free. So yeah, kind don't of nod. like Doki Doki, you know, there's no harm in trying it. It doesn't have the same levels as Doki Doki. And I don't <laughs> think it's going to impact you as much. But it's yeah. still a really good story. Okay, cool. I, I've been meaning to get to that. Like I said, I'm just so behind on single player stuff. Um, okay, so I'm looking through July there's nothing for me that i necessarily want to talk about as far as like favorite games of last year or even you know i mentioned the, the tr- there was nothing that was one of my favorites or something that was so offensive to me that i felt like i had to talk about it uh i picked up octopath traveler i did not like it of and course I'm a bit, you picked it up uh i i didn't like it uh the stories did not mesh mesh together um I, there's better rpgs out there in my opinion it looks fantastic but you can spend your money wisely elsewhere okay what about you uh jen anything in july yeah, um, the only thing that I have played even on this list is Chasm, and that's just a cute little indie platformer game. And there's nothing really special about it. It's okay. That's that's it. <laughs> okay. No, I'm, I mean, like I said, I'm fine moving this along because we still have one more section that I think Bilal wants to get to. Um, so in August, uh, I picked up Dead Cells. Dead Cells is fantastic. I, I still haven't finished a run in Dead Cells. Um because i played it a lot in short bursts for the first like week that i had it and then just haven't really gotten back to it but i i do understand why that game has gotten so much attention and and so much hype i do think it is very very good um also something that surprised me in the month of august that i only started playing recently because again it came to game pass uh was strange brigade have either of you played strange brigade at all no i was trying to with you guys last night right but um hopefully this week yeah so strange brigade is basically a third person left for dead type game where you are just killing waves as you progress through the levels there's some light puzzle solving um i actually think that the puzzle solving is pretty clever and fun and but it's all wrapped in a very campy like it's very reminiscent of like the brendan fraser mummy movies imagine that aesthetic Imagine that aesthetic, and you kind of get what Strange Brigade is going for. So you're instead of shooting zombies, you're shooting mummies and stuff like that. Um, there's no other game. There's some games on here that I do want to get to, but there's no other games that I've played that I actually w- would say you know for uh, my favorite games. Anything on here that I missed that or that you guys want to talk about? I, there's the Walking Dead final season, but I didn't even purchase it yet. I was waiting for it to finish. So whenever that happens, now it's not going to. Well, they're working on it. Okay, so so um, Overcooked Two came out oh. in August, and um, yeah. I've played through a decent amount of that. It's Is it just more Overcooked? It's just more Overcooked. There are new challenges to it. the The interface is not as good as it was in the first Overcooked. Oh, weird. That's and strange. so, and I I'm I'm not a fan of them changing that. But mm-hmm. I mean. It's still fun for me to have new levels. There, the yeah. the um, the overworld map 
is different and has its own little challenges and other levels that you can go to. Um, like different things that you can unlock with challenges. But, I mean, it's still, it's overcooked. It's going to make you hate the people that you're supposed to love. So, um, other than that, for me, there's a game that's not even on this list that I played a lot of. Uh, Graveyard Keeper. And so, and I think that's actually on Game Pass 2. So, I was going (laughs) to, I feel like I'm a broken record at this point. I was going to ask you how it is because it's also on Game Pass and I've been looking at that. It has its issues. It has a lot of issues that I think come from the game trying to do way too much and making it a little too grindy but there's a lot to this game that I really enjoy like it's people equate it to being a graveyard version of Stardew Valley so if you like that kind of sim where you're managing what kind of this <laughs> I mean That's look so twisted. Below, I don't judge your life I don't need you to judge mine okay <laughs> my grandpa left me this graveyard. No, it's not. I mean, it's not. It's not like that, you know. Um, you know, there's, there's, you, have to, you have to build up the church too, and it pokes fun at religion. But it has some humor to it that I really enjoy. There's a lot of crafting mechanics that I enjoy. You get to mutilate corpses, which I enjoy, and you know, I just think it's a really good family game. So. I, I, I don't, I, honestly, I think it's fun. My son and I have played it a okay. decent amount, I, so I have to give it a try. Like I said, it's on Game Pass. There's no hard, like yeah. There's no risk involved. I'm not putting any skin in the game, any more skin in the game, so I can give that a shot. Um, so moving into September, September's the uh, it's the start of, of course, the fall season when we get a lot of big games in a row. Surprisingly, though, for me, a lot of the big games that released especially your ones you get every year like some of the sports games and stuff like that aren't necessarily the ones that stood out for me i will say though that in september has the only other contender for game of the year for me and that's marvel's spider-man which surprisingly if you know anything about me usually the not usually all of my gaming is done on the xbox one outside of exclusives and the two exclusives being God of War and, and Marvel Spider-Man on the PS4 were my games of the year. I absolutely, as yes, a Spider-Man if, fan... If you know you, you know that those are going to be the two games right, that you pick right. anyway. Sure. As, as, a, as a huge Spider-Man fan, as somebody who absolutely adores Miles Morales as a character, I... This game was everything I could have wanted it to be out of Insomniac. Like, it feels good to play. It's so much fun to swing around the city. The combat is... I like the combat a lot. It is just Arkham's combat that tweaked a little bit. I think it looks absolutely gorgeous. I love being able to unlock all the different suits and use them with any abilities and not tiny the abilities. I think there is so much that is done well in this. I like how they don't give you the same old Spider-Man story we're getting a spider-man who has been doing this for a long time and yet there's still villains in his rogue gallery that haven't shown themselves yet and then there are villains that they allude that he's got a long past with and that he's locked up and had been locked up for a while i don't understand i don't think it's possible to be a spider-man fan to play this game and not walk away going they absolutely nailed it yeah now 
there are some things that it, it is very <laughs> the open world is very uh collectathony we'll say um when it comes to some of its side quests the damn but, crimes every <laughs> every act there was more crimes <laughs> but uh, um but outside of that i mean i the i thought the writing i thought all the moments that it went for were earned and then at the end in some you know there's two we'll say post credit scenes right and both of them have me super excited for what they do next like yeah i i could not ask for anything more so, honestly so i'm pretty high on spider-man uh, just the same as you are i did take some issues with the combat and i actually did like unlock all the gadgets i used most of the gadgets as well um mm-hmm. I thought the combat got a little bit repetitive. I was hoping maybe for a little bit more if they do a sequel. I hope they do a sequel. Uh, Maybe they could uh, spruce that up a little bit. But other than that, the swinging, the story. Man, the game went up an entire point for me Like in terms of a review scale with its final climax, the ending. Uh, I'll talk about some spoilers after this podcast with you, but there's that moment. There's that moment, and oh my god, it's just there's so many emotions i'm just as big of a spider-man fan as you mm-hmm. but man this game delivered in every way i could have hoped um so i'm glad to see this uh, you felt the same exact way as me with this one um now there's a, another game on here that uh i'm just gonna go ahead and and talk about in the month of september that i played to completion that i did enjoy but was a little bit of a letdown and that is Shadow of the Tomb Raider. Uh, Biggest disappointment, 2018. Stop it! Stop it. No, it's, listen, it's bad. It's I don't, not bad. So I, I don't think it's bad. I thought yeah. it was bad. I I don't think it's bad. I, listen, I'm gonna be 100 percent honest with you. I'll still take Shadow of the Tomb Raider over Uncharted's one through four. Yeah, same. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's maybe, it's the weakest four, of the three. But yes, but it's 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 still yes. better than a lot of games in that genre. Yeah. Yes, I still think it, I still think it controlled well. I still think my 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 problem is the tombs, the story, everything else besides the way it actually like controls felt a step down from the last one and even the first one yeah. to be honest. And so I I mean I don't think like I said I'd still rather play that game than a lot of games, but I I it, it did it wasn't the grand finale yeah. that I wanted same here to and that opening it, trilogy. It left a bad taste in my mouth, and I just felt like some of the stuff they did with Lara, um, character-wise, she was just a terrible person. Yeah, that stuff I, doesn't bother me. I f- I find that stuff. I feel like if she were a dude, you wouldn't be saying that. I mean, I so I don't mean honest. I think if I was if I think if she was a dude, I'd and maybe this is just as bad. But I feel like if she was a dude, I'd be saying I would be saying that. I would be saying that more than I say it now. I, with her I, i'd be like this guy is such a yeah d- like I've been, I've been critical of nathan drake as well i mean that dude has done some smart stuff especially in some, some of the later uncharted uh with lying to his wife so um, the thing is i don't so but yeah. the thing is i don't think i don't think anything that she did was necessarily swarmy i just think that like she made you know what it reminded me of it reminded me of a teen in a horror movie like every decision she made, you're just like, "What are you doing?" Yeah. Like, what okay. do you want to be killed? Yes. And so that, I mean, that's m- my problem. I don't 
I don't mind the arc her character takes. Although, it, what kind of bothers me is that it kind of feels like at the where she is at the end of that arc, at the end of the game, is where I thought she was at the end of the second one. Yep, same here. And so, I don't know. I mean, I I, I don't know. I I don't know if you guys had the same reaction from this game that I did, but. <laughs> I don't know what happened between Shadow, uh, between Rise and Shadow of the Tomb Raider, but she did something to piss off animals in a way that the animals in Shadow of the Tomb Raider just go after her. Because um, I start laughing at the number of times she got jumped or like startled or attacked by one. I mean, I think uh, the level of animals that she right. encounters in South America are going to be a little more aggressive. I, I just thought it would become comical at a certain point. So, so for me, I actually think that the characterization of her was in keeping with what they had built throughout the series, and that kind of almost Harry Potter in Order of the Phoenix. I'm the chosen one. I'm the only one who can mm, yeah. teach people yeah, kind of thing, and that's, that's what makes her analogy. so irritating in yeah. her choices because she thinks yeah. that she has to be the one to save these people, and she refuses to accept help. Where yeah. I think that they fail the narrative one. For whatever reason with these stories, they cannot write compelling villains. They have to do the mustache twirling, I'm going to in the world kind of enemy that's the big bad that she fights at the end. But the reason why the first Tomb Raider, the reboot in 2013, was so successful is because she had this cast of characters around her that made her more endearing. And I think that since then, in both Rise and Shadow, I love Jonah. I think he's a wonderful character, and he's definitely a foil to her self-centered nature. Like, he's her moral compass, and I think that that's important for them to have. Yes. But I think that they should also have other people around her that don't just die. I agree. I also... It's one of those things where, like, I found... I found the... I don't remember her name, but well, the the former leader of the tribe, right? Right. I found her to be super interesting. I, did I found too. her to be too. absolutely awesome. I th- I thought that her son was completely underwritten, and like, I just I don't think he's a very good character, and I think he could have been right. I think he been he could have been way more interesting. I I don't know. Um, I will say that as but besides besides jonah and then that leader of the tribe the the mother or whatever yeah the cast and characters around her are not it isn't are just not good you know my favorite part of that entire game when jonah gets a love interest that was so oh, horrible yeah yeah man and i then totally it, read her as gay too as soon as she showed up i was like oh laura's gonna get a girlfriend no. <laughs> so i actually like that because it kind of showed a little bit more of just how selfish Laura is, yeah. right? Because she gets almost jealous, not because she's, uh, my understanding is, uh, my interpretation is not because she's romantically interested in Jonah, right? It's not one of those, but more of, hey, this is my best friend that I know I can always rely on, and all of a sudden, all his attention's not with me. Like, he's not, uh, he's distracted by something else. And, I thought that was I thought that was really good actually. Yeah, I think from a character standpoint it's really good for her yeah. to be faced with that. Yeah. Um I liked the bringing lore down to earth 
with yes. different moves like that. Like once I once I got over my oh, I thought she was gay. Now she's not. Um, I it, I thought it was a solid move. Though I did with uh, Unaratu, the leader of Paititi. Um, she, there was a thing there with her and Laura that I definitely was totally shipping there. <laughs> You're just um, shipping. I am shipping every <laughs> all over the place. Um, Man. I mean, you should have you should have seen what I did during Rise. But um, I, overall, I liked it. I thought it was a really fun game. Probably the most frustrating part of that game for me was that. Um, I had the glitch where it didn't give me 100% completion, and I was stuck at 99, Oof. and I wanted to die inside. That's rough. Yeah, it's very difficult. So, um, Do you guys have anything else in September? Anyone play Life is Strange 2? No, I'm going to wait for all of them to release probably. I, I am also going to wait for all of them to release. So that first episode is now on Game Pass, so I kind of want to check that out. Yeah. Um, I'm I, hoping that that's a sign that all of them will end up th- on Game Pass. Th- I, that's what I'm hoping, but I don't want to yeah. risk it either. Yeah. Um. Oh nope, I was a month ahead. Anyway, nope, I, I don't have anything else for September. Okay, so moving into October, um, right off the bat, Forza Horizon Four is a fantastic Forza Horizon. Agreed. Game. All right, can uh, I can I just say one thing about the Forza Horizon games? Sure. They are fantastic racing games. But I don't know if you experience this. Don't you just kind of feel like you're getting more of the same just in a new location? I see. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. That's what I go yeah, into expecting with those games. Okay. Right. It's just a racing game thing for me. Like, I, I do. I truly believe that the introduce, introduction of seasons does add enough yes. to justify, like, hey, yeah, this is cool. This is big. This does change. I agree it. with you but on like, that. You're right. I mean, it's a it's a racing game. I mean, it's the same thing with like people play Madden every year for roster updates, yeah. right? And for it to look a little bit better. If you make these games continue to look better, which I cannot, I don't understand how they continue to make these games be the best things I've ever seen, and and you just add one or two things to make it feel like something's different, then I'm cool. Forza Horizon Four is my hey. I'm turning down the in-game music. I'm hitting on Spotify in the background, and I am just relaxing. Same, you know. That's that's it has a. That's why I'm has, catching up on podcasts. Yeah, exactly. It has a whole bunch of multiplayer features, and you can race around with your friends, and you don't even have to be in the same races. You could just be in the same world and stuff like that. But Forza Horizon Four is like a me game, right? It's like a like a hey, this is me time. I just want to be by myself doing what i need to do i want to rewind a million times just to make sure that i hit this corner the right way um i really 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 like forza horizon 4 um so moving on i'm gonna skip and come back to a game i'm not gonna quite go in date order because i think the one game in here is probably the game that we want to talk about the most yeah Uh, i'm gonna go um to super mario party and i have really enjoyed it yes um same here um maliha and i have invited over friends and we play this her sisters who don't really game too much are really into mario party um so it's been a great experience just playing with others i think the one issue i have with it are have the boards gotten this small in previous versions or is it just this one? Because it. I think it's just. It feels like it's just this one. I understand what you're saying about the boards. I think that that's probably why the, for the most part, most of the boards you can only do 
you can do less turns than you could in previous games because um, you kind of move around them faster anyway. Yeah. Uh, I also think that sometimes the boards are frustrating in how they're laid out. Like that fruit board. That fruit board is the is worst. Very very frustrating. We've I think everything else besides the boards, though, like I, I think that all, I think almost all the mini games are really fun. Yeah. I think it's super smart how simple they are that they just use the one Joy-Con. I the mini game uh, rafting mode thing is fantastic. Uh, if you just want to jump it straight into mini game. Yeah. So I mean, I, I but I do agree with the boards could probably be better, but I think that this is. This is bringing Mario Party back to what I used to think. My nostalgia tells me Mario Party is, and not what they've been releasing the past yeah. couple times. So I got. And so I, I hope they get better from here. Yeah, I bought. T- was it ten on the Wii U? And that thing was. Yes. It, it was not fun. It didn't last long. You, whoever designed that vehicle, where everyone's in a vehicle together and moves together on the board, just terrible, terrible design. Um, so I'm happy this game took a turn in the right direction. Um. I also want to shout out from the month of October, uh, Just Dance 2019. <laughs> Listen, you think I'm kidding on, on the Switch? I I don't even play it, but my five-year-old will grab the controller and just go to town, man. And just a- I can watch my daughter play Just Dance 2019 for hours on end and never get bored. I love this game because of that. So I, I have thought about picking it up for uh, Nathan for his birthday because I mean, I, he's he's shown interest in it and uh, yeah. I think he'll like it. I mean, I really do think it's awesome and I I think it's great on the Switch because the other consoles you have to use a c- controller and an app and that it's off that app is awful in my opinion. Um, but the Joy Cons are are pretty good and yeah, it's a lot of fun, man. I I, I think it's just as a good time. Even they do something in this one as well. I'm not sure if they did in past ones. I didn't notice, but they also, for almost every single song, have the lyrics underneath in a karaoke-like scroll. So you could potentially have friends over and some people who are willing, you know, to put themselves out there playing the game, dancing, and other people, if you have a mic and a speaker, doing karaoke. And so, I I think it I think it's a a great package for what it is and if it's something that you're interested in. Um, I also want to point out Soul Calibur 6. Haven't played enough of it to really speak on it. Have played some of it. It's a great Soul Calibur. I really enjoy what I've played so far. Like I said, this year is the year of fighting games. There's been so many if you're a fighting game fan. There's there's probably five or six games that came out just this year alone that you can find something that fits your niche. I think uh, I just want to shout out My Hero One's Justice. Um, Do you like My, My Hero, Hero Academia? So I'm I'm mostly shouting this out because I only played it at New York Comic Con against one guy. And <laughs> as Rob pointed out, I'm really bad at fighting games. Yeah. I got my ass kicked so badly. The guy looked at me and was just like, "Have you ever held a controller before in your life?" <laughs> it was it was bad. Um, but yeah, I just kind of want to shout out this game because the anime is really good. So if you don't want to buy a game. Watch the anime. <laughs> that okay. Listen, that's fair. I didn't play this game because it didn't look like it actually played well. I don't um, think that but, it actually plays well. I've played it a few times, and it, it but, just it just doesn't feel like a good fighting game. Yeah, I'm halfway through the second season of the anime, and that anime mm. is so good. Just wait till you get to season three. It's so good. Um, so let's get to we'll say the three biggest games that were released. We'll start off with Red Dead Redemption Two. I don't know. I I didn't play it. I have no interest in it. Either of you. So, played it. Uh, 
I, think I have I'm, not played it, no. Oh, well. Okay. No, that's I know. That's probably from you, Jen. Um, it seems like a yeah. very Jen game. It, that's why yeah. I was I, I will pick it up, because um, I did like the first one. I just I just haven't had time. Like, I'm just now with the other one that we're going to talk about through here. Yeah. So, like, so, I'm behind. Yeah. So, this is a game that requires time. Uh, Rockstar, I was not a fan of the first Red Dead Redemption in any way, but for two, I decided to pick it up anyway, because of the buzz and everything. And... It's a game that drums to its own beat. Um, it, it takes its time to do anything. It's, you can tell why it took eight years to make or um, how many ever. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's well-written, well-acted, voice acting is fantastic. Um, I still have some issues with the gameplay, like riding through town and I end up hitting somebody with my horse and then I'm wanted. Not a big fan of that. But overall, it's something I need to get back to. I put a bunch of hours into it. Um, excited to see where it goes. I hear it overstays its welcome in some chapters. Like, a lot of stuff could be cut. But let's see where that goes later this year. Okay. Now, let's go... We'll Actually, let's just get it out of the way now. Let's talk about Assassin's Creed Odyssey. So... We've all... Uh, have played this game in some degree i have yes. completed it i played the least i think jen yeah i you. think i think you have played less than i have how far have you do you know where you are um so i just defeated the wolf so i'm very early oh okay oh, yeah so yeah, I, I you're yes. than you. yeah. Okay. yes um i mean that's still i've still been in probably like five hours something like that um because i am doing so this is another one of those games where I know this game is going to take me eight months to beat because I am going to go in once a week, play through a section, like an area. I'm going to go, first thing I'm going to do is go get those viewpoints and then I'm going to do side quests. And actually, I'm excited that they released that update today that allows you to change the way that enemies are leveled because honestly, I think I'm just going to go pit it on and whatever, this could be blasphemy. I'm going to pit it on light and keep them two levels behind me. Because I enjoy the combat, but I don't need it to be challenging, right? Like, that's not that's not the thing I love about this game. And so, I, I mean, I will say up to this point that it's absolutely gorgeous, especially in 4K HDR. I, this is the first time that I sat down with a game and changed the settings in-game to a minute degree to get it looking as good as possible and it completely pays off it is gorgeous and this is going to sound ridiculous because i'm a above 30 year old man as blah pointed out at the start of this podcast i'm married with kids cassandra is like when i was watching gal gadot and wonder woman where i was watching wonder woman and at some point i went oh my god, is Gal Gadot the most beautiful woman in the world? Luckily, my wife doesn't listen to this, so that's fine. Cassandra is amazing. Like, and it's not just the character model, but, like, the voice acting is absolutely fantastic. Everything she does is... And, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm playing as Cassandra. I think we all are, yeah. right? Yeah, only right. right. Yeah, But apparently, two-thirds of people picked alexios so they're all oh, wrong not surprising at all what? knowing um but 
her voice acting is fantastic. She, she is, like, whatever. She is. It's. It feels empowering to play as her. Like, I don't know if Alexios Alexios is the same way or whatever, but you feel like a badass, and I absolutely love that about about this character. Yeah, she has this. And I think a lot of it can be attributed to the voice acting, but even just like yeah. the facial expressions that they have for her. She yes. is so confident, but snarky. And like, whatever you choose with the um, conversations, it just feels genuine with her. Mm-hmm. And I, I like that. But I like that she's just not a hero. I like that she's kind of a bitch, too. Yes. Oh yeah. I mean, she's uh, she's. It's a lot like Mass Effect in a way, where she is whatever you want her to be because of your dialogue choices that you have, and because she is a mercenary, right? So, you know, in most games, I fall into the trap of always picking like the nice answer or p- trying to be diplomatic and stuff like that. But in this game, like, it benefits you sometimes to just be like, "Listen, you're gonna do this, or I'm gonna kill you." Like, I know you have extra gold. Give it up. Yeah, exactly. Um, also, can we talk about Cassandra's like six two, right? I mean, she is. Can we talk about her biceps? Because she is. She is wow. Jacked. Yeah, she is jacked. I would. She. She would crush me. There's no. I mean, I would let her crush me. <laughs> I've slept with everyone that I've had the option of sleeping with in this game. Uh, I mean, I mean that's me so, in any video game, but so. So that's the other thing is normally I in like in Mass Effect it was like this for the most part. I was like, no, I'm picking one. Picking one, that's what I'm going after, and that's it. But I mean, I met some random woman. The one who's in, obsessed with Odysseus. Uh Oh yes. <laughs> I don't know if she's the one who's obsessed with Odysseus. Odessa? She's the one who's who's whose father or Odessa, maybe it yeah. is. Odessa, Her father yeah. was sick. Is that the one? Yes. 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 Yeah. And right away I'm like uh, listen, first line out of my mouth was like Hey, what's up? You know what I mean? Like Yo girl, how, how you, you doing? doing? Yeah, how you doing? You single? And like from from the beginning and uh yeah, that is definitely how I'm going to play this entire game with everybody I come across. I don't care who it is. Oh, yeah. I plan on romancing every person that I can and then putting them to work on my ship. Absolutely. That's the best part, yeah. too. I'm just um, going to have a brothel going on at so sea. A fun tip that the game didn't really explain to me. Apparently, if you use like those uh, uh, knockout arrows uh, or like the paralyzing ones, um, you can like knock out someone and then recruit them. Oh yeah, I do yeah, that for like everybody you. I come across. They oh, tell I, you that. It, yeah. it tells you that. I, yeah, it tells you if you knock them out I, that you can just I recruit totally them. missed that. Uh, apparently, so and you can Spartan I'm pretty kick sure them too. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure the Spartan kick in its description says you can Spartan them, kick them off a mountain, and they will live, and you can recruit them. Oh, yep. I didn't and use the Spartan kick. Um, I, when I played this game, um, I was uh, I really kind of went down the hunter route with the devastating uh, like the predator bow shot. Uh, to the point where I think they just patched it in today's patch uh, that headshots no longer do crit damage because I was taking down like level 50 guys 8 levels below level because I got this crazy uh, poison bow and I would just you know keep my distance and just pop off these predator shots one after the other 
uh, and I would take them down. Uh, I could take down like eight mercenaries at once, um, and I think that it's a testament to that game. Like, if you were good enough, you could pretty much run through a lot of folks, but like you needed to have a plan because yeah. things get hairy really quick. I mean, that's any Assassin's yeah. Creed game, but I think for me, I normally play the Assassin's Creed games as the stealth character. This is the first one where I just I have played all the way through the warrior tree. Yeah. And I'm just going cuz I think in my mind, my headcanon is there's no way that Cassandra is crouching in a bush waiting for these fools to come by her. No, she's taking her spear oh. and she's shoving it up their butts. Mm-hmm. And That's so funny cuz I definitely am like, you know what? She's a professional. She knows that it's more efficient this way <laughs> if she is sneaks and she is if she is stealthy, but she also knows that Sometimes things go wrong, and when things go wrong, you just gotta put a sword through their throat. Mm-hmm. And so that's how I play her. Like, oh. I think this game does a good job of making you feel powerful in an area once you get to the point where you're powerful. Yeah, that's and interesting that we all three picked three different trees and styles of play. Yeah, yeah uh, for me, like when I'd go into a place, I'd start off stealth, but then if things got out of hand, I'd start just taking down everyone. Uh, yeah. and I think, and I just like. L- I love that they let you have fun with some of the abilities, like the one where you throw a spear and oh, that was uh, so you, just, you just teleport. And you, yeah, like, that one's so satisfying. As you develop that one, you just chain it up to like four or five guys. Yeah. It's insane. You can wipe out small camps with it. Yeah, I'm already at uh, two guys. Like I said, I'm not that far into it. it. It is so satisfying. I love it. Yeah. Um. So, I, so how are you guys feeling about this? Uh, I think, no, Rob, you're still early on, but Jen, how are you feeling about this in terms of story? And oh, I love it. I'm having, I'm having a blast because I'm, I, I feel like, I mean, and I think Rob's probably far enough to, you know, kind of get a feel for the story too, but, um, I like it. I genuinely am invested in the story and it's, it's a serious story, but I feel like for whatever reason, the tone of this game is a lot lighter than previous Assassin's Creed's. And there's a lot of humor to it that, I mean, I guess we kind of got, I didn't play Origins, but (gasps) with Syndicate and Jacob, but for the most part, I felt like the other games were kind of serious. And this one, I feel like they've kind of leaned into the ridiculous nature of Yeah, so Origins is is serious yeah like he is a serious character but he's not mopey like say connor was in assassin's creed 3 like he's not depressingly serious i will say though that this seems more fun the same way that say black flag seemed more fun where it does have serious moments yeah but for the most part like you're a fun character right and i think that's i think that's smart i think that's how this game should be especially well maybe not all the time but especially in this setting this feels like a a myth right like it feels like a legend like a tale <laughs> oh just you and wait so. <laughs> okay i see yep, yeah see, you can't be saying stuff like that Bilal. what are you doing <laughs> well, I we, mean, have, it- we have talked about this <laughs> so i started off very high on assassin's creed odyssey when i was playing through this game at a certain point this game sat as my game oh, of the it year. feels like an odyssey why didn't i just say it feels <laughs> like an odyssey it was oh right there God. i mean anyway yeah so, so this game was like the game of the year at a certain point and then as there's three main uh storylines going on in this game like and when you open up your quest menu you'll see like those things on the side uh that track your main quest on where it's at um and 
I feel like they don't resolve as well as the story did in Origins, and a lot of the side content I don't feel like was as strong uh, as some of the stuff in Origins as well. I feel like this, if this game had like six more months, I feel like it could have been absolutely amazing. Uh, but it, it's still up there as one of the best games I played this year. I just wish they... There, there was something with Bayek. There was one quest with Bayek last year in Origins where you walked with a woman who was going to commit suicide on a, on a cliff and you just all you did was talk with her and then you get attacked by a leopard and uh, she realizes after you kill the leopard that she actually wants to live, that she has so much she can offer to the world. And it was like these nice quiet moments that uh, were missing from Odyssey. A lot of the side content wasn't as strong. And... I love the modern day story in Assassin's Creed. There's some really great stuff in Odyssey, but um, it's not structured in a way where it pays off as well. I got probably the best ending first, and then every ending after that was not as great. Um, so I recommend if you, once you guys hit a certain point, in the storyline where you have three main story quests. Just let me know and I'll tell you which ones to do first and which ones to save for last because I think it does make a bigger impact on uh, how it eh, I'm gonna play it though. I'm going to play it the way that I want to play it and the okay. way that I think. <laughs> if, if, if I'm really that concerned, I will go to YouTube and watch what the other endings no, could be. You, you'll, you'll get all three endings. It's, uh, they're all, but it's just how it's delivered. Uh, depending on which one you finish last it can just feel like oh now what oh okay yeah um yeah i mean i guess i guess my last thought about this game so far is that a couple of years ago i wrote a post about how i really wanted assassin's creed warrior princess i wanted to play an assassin's creed game as xena and they delivered so you know i just if you guys want to send me like fruit baskets or chocolate, like as a thank you for putting that out into the world, you know, I'm just, just gonna start sending up. you my my game ideas and game wishes and have you write and yeah, post about them so yeah, they can there happen. There we go. There we can go. Can you do a post on Assassin's Creed Ancient Japan? Um, I mean, yeah. come on, make it happen, Jen. I feel like I, they might mess that up. I'm sorry, Bilal. Yeah, oh, that's, that's gonna get like way too. You know it's gonna be neckbeardy, right? I have some news for you. <laughs> David Cage's Assassin's Creed. Oh my Creed. god, I don't want to get into that. <laughs> anyway, right. okay. Moving on. So the the one uh, last game I want to talk about and mention in, in this month is uh, Call of Duty Black Ops Four. So I had fallen off of Call of Duty for the most part in the past four, maybe five releases, and. I got this one mostly because I played the beta of the Blackout and actually enjoyed it. It just felt like a really refined PUBG. And so that's what got me in the door. I ended up really liking the multiplayer and how it plays once I got my head around it and realized that I'm too old to run and hip fire and spray like that, that I need to play a little bit smarter and take my time. And I was getting success that way. And then I absolutely adore the zombies in this once they fix the crashing issues they were having i've completed all the easter eggs in in all four uh no in four of the five available maps right now hold on is that right nine yeah yeah in four of the five available maps and um i i i love that game man if you have 
three friends who are all invested in zombies. I don't know if there's a, a better time. It feels like a Destiny raid, uh, to be honest. It's that same like puzzle solving and working together and everybody's got to be on point. And I, I think that more games should do stuff like that. And so that's all. I mean, that's all I have to say. I don't know how much time you guys put into it. If I know, haven't played if, it. I yeah. put a couple hours into just the multiplayer and on PC, and I'm not a PC gamer, and I've really found myself staying up uh, playing it. But it's, for me, I fell off that Call of Duty bandwagon, and since I, I got, received a copy of it for PC, I didn't go out and buy it. I wasn't planning on buying yeah. this game. So I got what I wanted out of it. I had fun. Blackout mode's okay, but I think it suffers the same thing as PUBG, where... Well, PUBG on PC is much easier to play, but I just feel like there's too much going into the menus, shuffling around some stuff. Um, it, it is cool, it, just not for me. That's fair. Okay, so uh, anything else in that month that you guys want to call out in the month of October? Um, No. No, that's it for that. Okay, uh, I've got nothing really that I want to talk about in, in the month of November. That's only because, listen, I... I have Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. I was playing it earlier today. I really like that, but that is basically a redone version of Red and Blue. I so, can pet my Pikachu. He's super adorable. I love it. it. The game's cute, adorable, and really good looking. Uh, and it does a lot of cool stuff where you don't need HMs to teach your Pokemon anymore. Pikachu yeah. does everything. So yep. good improvements. I'm really excited yeah. to see where they go with it. And, and I will say one of my favorite games of last year. I mean, I'm not going to go into a lot on it right now because, like I said, it is what it is. Yeah. Um, but really enjoyed it. Uh, uh, I will I will also say real quick before you start uh, talking about the game that you wish was better. Um, <laughs> I played I played Battlefield 5. Um, Oof. I played the... Uh, I liked uh, Battlefield 1's vignette-style campaign. And um, this one was... Battlefield 5 is absolutely gorgeous. The the vignettes were nowhere near as good as battlefield ones um it's very very okay um and i didn't even get into the multiplayer and the idea that they have a plan for a battle royale mode but didn't release it this year and holding off till next month or whatever seems absolutely ridiculous to me so i'm actually i actually even know battlefield 5 had a campaign um so shocking uh, so a few games, uh, Spiral Reignited Trilogy, fantastic remaster, better than the Crash one. Uh, so if you have a fondness of Spyro or just want like a fun, quick platformer, recommend it. It's a solid pickup, and it looks beautiful in 4K. Um, other game I want to talk about, Darksiders 3. Giant fan of the first two. I as well. Uh, the three... You know how Shadow of the Tomb Raider went to a different developer? They did a decent job. Um, I feel like Shadow of, or, is it Shadow? Yeah, Shadow of the Tomb Raider. I felt like it lacked the heart of the first two. Darksiders 3 has the heart, but it just doesn't have the consistency. I finished the game before they patched in the alternate combat mode, uh, and some more performance, uh, fixes, but I did have fun with it, but it could have been so much better. I will do anything for Darksiders 4 after this. I hope the developer Gunfire Games learned from their mistakes. Um, if this thing ever comes to Game Pass or like Games with Gold, definitely pick it up. Maybe if it's 20 bucks, go for it. Um, uh, but for full price, I really can't recommend it. 
Okay. Anything else in November from... Not a damn thing. There's nothing in November that is worth anything. Besides the <laughs> game of the year, Fallout 76. Nope, nothing. That's, no, oh that's nothing. God. Not one thing. Um, so, moving into December and finally wrapping up this segment, I... Uh, Smash, Super Smash Bros. Ultimate is fantastic. I'm really enjoying it. I haven't played it nearly as much as I would like to. That's not true. I've played a good amount of it, but I haven't unlocked all the characters because I refuse to do the set it to one life, go into a match, fall off the match, or run around, then fall off the match, then fight the character, then restart my Switch that everybody else has done to get all those characters quickly. Um, I am playing through the the spirits mode, the adventure mode that they have. I, I love this game. I love that every single character is in it. I'm having a blast with it, and it is one of my favorite games of this past year. Yeah, so I managed to unlock all the characters just by playing with Maliha and uh, friends. Uh, yeah. I don't think it takes that long to do. You just play it, and it happens naturally. I kind of yeah, now so- missed the uh, new challenger approaching screen. <laughs> um, <laughs> I kind of wish it came back. So I will say that I had family over for New Year's, and we played some of this and playing locally and then n- the, the new challenger approaching naturally popping up that way w- was m- the best way in my opinion of getting them because the problem with the spirit mode is that if you unlock them in that mode to use in that mode then they're unlocked everywhere and if you remember to kind of pop out of that mode every five or ten minutes or so you'll get that screen but i was playing that mode for 45 minutes then popping out and then, you know, getting that challenger and uh, new challenger approaches screen. So I, uh, I will say that I, I wish that I didn't have to pop out of that for that new challenger approaches to pop up. But I do kind of understand why they didn't do it that way. Um, I think another fantastic mode in there, one is the classic mode where each uh, character has their own journey. Uh, yes. and all styles of fights. Uh, yes, it's very clever. It's, yeah, there's some really clever ones in there. Uh, I highly recommend uh, checking that out as well. I just wish the online was done so much better. Um, it, it, it's not great. Uh, we, me and my cousins ended up using FaceTime audio. You can only have four people in a fight at once while others have to sit around and wait uh, for that match to finish. I don't know yeah. why they have big team, like, you know, eight player maps when you can't even play with them online. So I mean, yeah, I'm hoping it's, it's because their online is not great. Yeah, that's the answer. That's true. Um, so yeah, any other anything else in December? No, not for me. In December does have a ton of releases. So real quick before we we wrap this up, there are two things I want to talk about as far as the year of 2018 in, in general. Uh, for me, 2018 was the year of Game Pass and just what an absolute fantastic fantastic deal it is and it just keeps getting better i mean i think it was as somebody who plays almost all the first party microsoft games anyway that alone was worth the 120 dollars it costs a year if you don't buy it when it's on sale right which i did i bought i bought the six month uh cards and they were on sale but even that alone is worth 120 dollars a year but they've been adding so many games and games smaller games at release on this and I believe that if you have an Xbox One, if you play a significant number of games and you don't just play your Call of Duty and your sports titles, which is which is fine if that's what you're going to do, but if you tend to play a, a lot of games, there's 
it's a no-brainer to get Game Pass. Yeah, I mean, for me, I think it's worth it, too, because I have a kid who likes to blow through video games. And yeah. there are a lot of games for him to choose from, a large variety of games for him yep, to choose from. Because I've paid for, in the past, the EA Access. Yeah. Um, and so, and once Game Pass came out, I got rid of EA Access because it wasn't yeah. it wasn't worth it compared to what's on the Game Pass. Yeah. Not to mention that Game Pass also has the Xbox 360 backwards compatible games. Oh yep. my god! And, and there's so many good ones on there. And there, some of them are like 4K enhanced. I re- yes. reinstalled mm-hmm. Final Fantasy 13 because I never finished it, but I still had the physical discs, and I'm like, I get to play this on my new TV now in 4K. Um, this is great. I really need to reevaluate our friendship. Yeah, uh, I'm kind of I'm I, judging you right too a little bit, blah. I know it's not a great game. I just, I don't know. Sometimes you get that RPG itch. I haven't started it yet, so. Thirteen though. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> there's not much to choose from in terms of Final Fantasies on uh, modern consoles. Fair, that's fair. The the other thing I want to mention real quick is this year also weirdly was a the year, and really it was from the summer on of PlayStation VR for me. Um, my friend of mine had it, never used it, l- let me borrow it and just left it at my house. And I started getting into it. And I don't know if it was just that better stuff has come out lately or if it's that now I have contacts. So my gl- I'm not ha- wearing my glasses and this headset. Um, but I have really, really gotten into it and really, really enjoy it. Um, I think that it's great. Everyman VR right it's not as good as the oculus rift um which i've tried i've i haven't tried the vibe but i assume it's comparable to the oculus rift it's not as good as that but it is much much simpler and much much more affordable and if you're at all interested in vr and you're looking at this i think you should just take the leap i think it's something i had a a family over recently that i let try out it's not something that you can talk about and explain to somebody they have to actually experience it to get it but everybody who's tried it out has experienced it has been blown away and so that is a thing that is another thing coming out of 2018 and going forward that i was already i was initially excited about the future of vr and what it could do and then that excitement died down a little and now i'm probably more excited than ever I think just to follow up uh, on just uh, things to add for 2018, uh, it's the year I got back into Pokemon Go, and there's so much to do now and there. There's four generations of Pokemon. They added raids, they added trading, they added PvP. I found a Discord group for my area for raids. I've met so many people in my town, surrounding towns, uh, made friends, uh, weirdly enough, it feels like summer of 2016 when I'm out playing this game. This Saturday, it's 32 degrees, but there's a community day for a shiny Totodile. I'll be out there with the hat and gloves trying to get one. Um, if you enjoyed it, I'd say look up to see if you have a local community. It is a lot better than it used to be, um, and there's a lot more to do. It's so funny. I have a church a fairly big church because it's honestly in northern virginia all the churches are mega churches and it's a pokestop it's probably like two and a half blocks from my house and there are always people out there like standing around staring at the phones playing pokemon go i'm telling you man it 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 is weird at times when you have like 
uh, I mean, some weekends where it's just like they'll do special raids like a shiny Lugia and Ho-Oh uh, for just these three days. You'll have 50 people show up to a raid spot uh, just, you know, raiding. I mean, you're looking at your phone and just tapping on it. Um, it's strange to look at. It's fun to be a part of. Um, I know it can sound weird, but I don't know. It's some of the no, most no, fun no. I've had I'm... in 2018. Listen, I don't kick yeah. shame. Um, <laughs> but yeah, no, I so I think that wraps up the year of 2018 yeah. for us. Yeah, I think so. This went on much longer. I would have loved to yeah. talk about 2019 games, and maybe we'll save that for, uh, for the next episode. That sounds like a yeah. good plan. So much for us doing shorter podcasts. Yeah, I know. Mm-hmm. I, I was like, we got to the 15-minute mark. That's why I like listed 14 games I just wanted to touch on. Yeah, <laughs> but I think, you know what? Yeah. I think this is, I mean, this is us getting our sea legs back, right? Yeah. And this is us. It's been a long time, even though we do for those of you listening if anybody's listening um Bilal, jen and i we do talk um it's not like we haven't talked to each other in, in two years but this is the first time that we've actually sat down and had like an extended conversation actually this is the first time we've heard each other's or well, i've heard your guys i've heard jen's voice we'll say in a long time i hear Bilal's voice my every voice? six months when he hops into yeah. a party Did chat you miss Listen, my voice, Rob. i'm married yeah. you're married yeah. we'll talk about this off the <laughs> podcast um no but yeah i seriously i seriously i've missed you guys um i think it's okay <laughs> <laughs> fair <laughs> enough i'll take it yeah. Uh, yeah um yeah i mean there's a ton more i want to talk about in terms of gaming, what we've been up to, um, what I've been up to, uh, and we'll get to that. We'll get to that in future episodes. Uh, but for now, I think it's time to head out. Um, if you want to follow the Workprint, you can f- find us at the Workprint on Twitter, uh, the Workprint on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Bilal underscore Mion. Uh, Rob, Jen, what about you guys? Uh, ladies first. Uh, if you guys want to follow me, I am on Twitter at Jen Stayrook. I also do uh, another podcast with one of the writers at the Workprint called Super Trash Cast, where we talk about mm, mostly Legends of Tomorrow and Supergirl, but we do talk about some parts of the Arrowverse on there. And it's just, um, it's not as serious as this podcast talking about video games. So, you know, if that's your thing, hit us up. Uh, and yeah, if you want to follow me, I don't know why you would would uh, on Twitter. I'm at SunnyVice20, S-U-N-N-Y-V-I-C-E-2-0. Um, I mostly, it's mostly just retweets of me trying to win Funko Pops. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, that's mostly what my Twitter feed is these days. I'm more of a lurker than a poster. Um, and yeah, I mean, if you were, uh, if you were in the Northern Virginia area and you have any traffic tickets, and uh, you want to get a hold of me, you can uh, send me a message on <laughs> on Twitter, and I can see if I can help you out. I've got a lot of cousins uh, down in Virginia that could use your number. <laughs> hey, listen, we'll talk about this off the podcast. <laughs> yeah. Um, they get charged double because they're related to you. <laughs> All right. Uh, we're not sure when the next one will go up for uh, our games cast, but we'll... We're not sure when this one's going to go up. <laughs> yeah. In uh, all honesty, this one might just be posted directly to some feed I need to figure out if editing is required or not maybe it will just be super lazy with it um but let's let's see how it goes um I like but how yeah. it says maybe we'll just be super lazy with it will be yeah. me and my other half but okay uh yeah Bye-bye. thanks for listening bye, bye.